Thank you for listening. It's another episode of Casting Light, where we bring you stories of recovery and hope from inside Guiding Light right here in downtown Grand Rapids. That's where we're recording this episode. I'm Phil Tower. It's always my honor and pleasure to host these episodes on behalf of the men of Guiding Light and the programs here at Guiding Light. And most importantly, a tip of the hat, a shout out to the very good people at Treadstone Funding. We're acknowledging Treadstone Funding because they underwrite this episode and they've underwritten several past episodes. And they make this very powerful conversation, every one of these conversations, this podcast uh, possible. We appreciate that very much. On this episode and every episode, you hear stories directly from the men who lived them, men who were living in darkness and found light and a new life through the amazing programs here at Guiding Light. And your donations to Guiding Light, you can learn more at guidinglightworks.org. Your donations provide men with a safe and supportive space to continue their journey and realize their God-given potential. We appreciate you listening on this episode. As we do in many of our past episodes, we bring you a story of recovery. And these are stories of recovery at all different phases. I'm sitting next to Tyler as we record this episode, which happens to be episode 29 for Casting Light. And Tyler uh, is a current recovery, uh, in the current recovery program, in the recovery program currently here at Guiding Light. And Tyler, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. This is, you told me, uh, roughly four months in. It'll be four months in as we're recording this conversation. So you came to Guiding Light, as I understand it, in the fall of 2021, um, you know, late last year in October, and everybody, Tyler, comes to Guiding Light at different levels, whether they're pushed or pulled or they just say, here I am, Lord, here I am, Guiding Light, take me. How did you get here, and what was life like before you decided to come to Guiding Light? Um, well, it's, it was interesting to say the least. Um, it took me a lot to want to come here. Uh, I always kind of struggled with, uh, having, if I had a problem or not, uh, that was always my, the biggest war that was going on in my mind. Um, uh, I went to a couple of rehabs before this, but <clears throat> I just never was really ready to quit using, um, it came down to me losing my job, overdosing off of uh, opiates um, and benzos. I ended up in the hospital for a week, and they discharged me and sent me on my way, and then I overdosed the same day and ended up back in the hospital for another week. And uh, I lost my job. And I was just living, as soon as I got discharged from the hospital again, I was just living on my own money that I had saved up, which wasn't much. And I knew that eventually something was going to happen catastrophic because the way I was living was totally unmanageable. Um, I uh, ended up uh, using and blacking out in my apartment and... My mother was kind of concerned with me. She kept checking in with me every day after I got out of the hospital just to make sure I was alive. That's just the insanity of it, you know? Oh, sure. And so she checked in with me, and I didn't pick up, 
and she was worried and I ended up waking up probably like two in the afternoon after sleeping all night, not remembering a thing. And I called her back cause I just didn't want her to worry. I just kind of wanted to get her off my back. Mm. And she's like, you know, you, you have like a serious problem. And I was, she's like, you just do what you want. I'm like, okay. Um, <clears throat> and I started thinking in my head a lot, like, what could I do? You know, is there any way I can get out of this? Is there any way I can just continue to use? And every, everything, every conclusion that I could come up with, uh, was just, I need to get help. There was no way around it. Um, I was totally willing to come in here. It, I, granted, I was in, in the war with my own mind of like whether I was an addict or not. But mm-hmm. you know, since I got here, um, I've come to realize like things like just how insane I was living my life, um, how, what I was doing to my family. What I, what I was doing to myself, it was, it was disgusting. Um, and, uh, the, the way I kind of find, found out about Guiding Light was, um, my parents actually donated to Guiding Light for Thanksgiving every year. And, um, they were kind of suggesting a couple other programs. And I did some research on my own during this period of looking at places to go and guiding light was the one that I kind of did the most research on. And it seemed like it was the best fit for me. And I ended up going through the doors with losing my apartment. I had no money to pay my rent, no money. Um, family didn't want anything to do with me, understandably. And I hated myself. Um, I was completely desperate when I came here. That takes a lot of courage to admit, and I appreciate that, Tyler. I can hear that in your voice. Yeah, here, here you are today. Um, you're four months into the program, uh, sober for these four months. When you came here, of course, you have to be sober to get into the program. And how did you end up here? Did you have a friend bring you? Was it a family member? How how did you get here? It was my uh, mother that brought me in. And I had to, because um, I was talking to one of the intake guys, um, and he said, yeah, I had to be sober. And I told him the drugs that I was using, the opiates and benzos, and he's like, you're going to have to detox. And uh, the places that I was calling, there was always a wait list, and like, I could not wait. There was... There was too much. So You knew. I mean, you knew you had to get in. It's like either that or I'm just going to OD and die. Exactly. I, yeah. I just knew it. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm just going to gonna detox at home. And that was miserable. It was not fun. I've talked to guys who've gone through that process, and they've said it's really difficult. I thank the good Lord I, I don't have that experience. But once you got through that, you were still motivated and ready and your mom gave you a ride to guiding light. What were the first days like when you checked in last October? What was, what was going through <laughs> your mind at that point? Tyler? Oh man, there, there was just so much going on in my mind. I, I was so worried. My anxiety was like through the roof. Um, I was worried that about all these outside issues that I could not control. Um, 
whether it was, you know, my family or like my bills, things like that, that I, I really, I, I had to get here. So I guess the first couple of days I was just in my head worrying, like, am I going to get accepted here? Are they even going to accept me? Like, where am I going to go if, if they don't accept me? Cause there was nowhere else I could go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there was just a lot of fear, worry, and a lot of uh, sadness going on. But then, after a while, you get accepted into the program, which has got to be a big amount of relief. And and you see these other guys who've been in three, four, five months, and they're sober. That had to be really inspirational to you yeah. to see that happening. Yes, it was. It was very inspirational. Um, I, I, I've strung together like months of sobriety, but you know, I was still like using other things, you know, other than my drug of choice. You know, I was it, it, looking back on it, like I really wasn't ever sober. And seeing people when I got in here being a hundred percent clean from everything, because that's like uh, that is a requirement here, just mm-hmm. to be sober. So just seeing people like having four or five months was crazy to me. And it's like, how did you do it, you know? But they did it. And here you are four months in. As you look back on that, and obviously you, you've got more to go through this program, and then you have the option, you know, transitional living with Iron House and that option as well. But as you look at this, you've had some experiences that have been really powerful and literally life-changing for you i mean there are so many different things whether it's the group time with other men or spiritual direction you also have a retreat that you've gone to at camp henry can you talk a little bit about that yeah yeah we've done quite a few things in here and yeah camp henry is probably one of the bigger ones um yeah basically it's up in nuego uh it's about a 45 minute drive from guiding light 45 minutes hour somewhere in there um, but it's kind of up in in the woods a little bit. There's a couple lakes. I think one of them's Kimball Lake. But we all we all go together, um, and usually a couple of the life coaches go. And um, it's just a it's such a nice place to be because there's really nothing around. You know, like technology wise, it's just all kind of nature and just your camaraderie with everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's a fun experience. They have um, a lot of activities there, uh, like mostly team building. Like it's mostly you're trying to get closer to people and and the yeah. program. Yeah. And um, do you want me to go on a, a little bit about like what kind of things? They yeah, have I mean, I understand there's some trust building, there's some team building. Kind of if you look back on some of your experiences there, what what have really stood out is really kind of powerful. Or, surprising for you yeah um just like getting close to some of the newer guys that get into the program like when we're here at guiding light um it's so easy to stay stuck and like just hanging out with the people that you're already close with and uh you never really get an opportunity i mean it's there but like you don't you don't pursue it and when you're in a place like that and you're surrounded by them, you just want to get closer to people that you may not know as well. And that's something that I experienced that was powerful. I was hanging out with these people that just got here 
and becoming friends with him, getting closer to him, getting to know him more. Um, and we have this, uh, there's a thing called the leap of faith there. And it's a telephone pole, maybe 30 foot up in the air, just some rungs on the outside that you climb up. You just scale up towards the top and you're strapped in with a harness um, and the ropes are controlled by people down that aren't like climbing the tower at that moment. And they kind of keep you up there in the air without letting you just drop from a free fall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So that, <clears throat> there, there comes this thing where trust comes into play. Um, you got totally. Yeah. <laughs> you, you always gotta like think that maybe, maybe something could go wrong or, but you just, you just have to trust that, you know, everybody's got your back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they you, did. They didn't bruise you or beat you up too bad. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's not as bad as it looks. You you climb up it, get to the top, try to make an effort to get on top of the pole, which it's it's kind of a it's kind of a challenge because there's nothing to grab onto. You just gotta hmm. get your foot up there and <laughs> just trust it. And uh, my biggest fear it wasn't the heights. It was the first time I went there. It was. Do you guys have me? You know, am I just going to drop and smack on the ground? <laughs> and uh, you know, they're like, "Oh yeah, we got you." And yeah. it's, it's that letting go part is what what got me, and it got me again uh, this last time I went there too. It was just that intensity building up to just mm-hmm. letting it, letting it go. You um, used a great word at camaraderie, which is you know just kind of a. Abandoned men who all have your back. I love that word. That's a really good way mm-hmm. to describe it because it's really what life is like here in recovery at Guiding Light. And here you are nearly four months in. When you look back at this, what has been or what have been some of the most powerful things that you've taken away so far? I mean, there's just so many things. What what sticks out in your mind, if you will? Yeah, uh, the connections that you have in here with people that may be in the same position as you or maybe experience some of the same things that you went through that on the outside you couldn't really relate with people on those things, you know, the things that you went through in life. Um, there's always AA, but, you know, you're only there for an hour. And uh, here you kind of get to be around people all the time and you just get to talk with people whenever you're feeling a certain way. You can always talk to anybody here, and it's not just staff or life coaches or anything like that. It's uh, the people that are in the program as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's this thing I think they said in an AA meeting. It's, it's like it's much easier for somebody that's three or four months sober to relate with someone that's six months sober or a year sober versus having somebody that's 40 years sober mm. because they they can recall all the things that they went through or they're they're just much more relatable. Um, but yeah, it's mostly the camaraderie that's in this program. Um, the life coaching situation too, is a really cool experience too. We're talking with Tyler here on casting light. He is in the recovery program at guiding light. One of the many men in this program and looking at a road, a life of sobriety and new life and new hope living in darkness now in light when you think about your new life in sobriety 
what drives you, what motivates you to want to stay sober? Obviously, there are a lot of factors and, you know, family, other things. But what really is in the back of your mind, maybe the most powerful? Hmm. I would say probably like the driving, the driving force behind it is me because looking back, I never really did anything for myself. I just kind of made myself comfortable wherever I was at. Hmm. And I know now that that's no way to live. Um, I had, I had to do it for myself because before I was just doing it for other people, family, friends, just to get people off my back. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that it sounds selfish just saying myself, but I really had to do it for me. So that's, that's the biggest thing because I, looking back, you know, I never really lived a good life. I yeah. had a good upbringing, but I, I just decided I wanted to go a different way from where I was raised. I wanted to yeah. change my brain at any time. And a lot of people have that struggle. So it's not like you were alone, but now you're realizing, hey, I want Tyler to be the best version of Tyler that he can be. And that's a pretty powerful thing. It takes a lot of wisdom, takes a lot of maturity. And I'm struck by one thing you said where <laughs> you had, after you know blacking out and really reaching bottom, you'd run out of all the money. You know, you'd lost just about everything. And you came to Guiding Light, and this program that you are doing so well in so far, four months in, it's been completely free. It was free to come in the door. What has that meant to you, Tyler? It, it's a totally different experience. I couldn't believe it when I heard that the program was free. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I thought this program was a homeless shelter, and... It is not. I, I came to find out it's really not. It's just a recovery program for people that want to get help. And the fact that it was free, um, this was amazing because I didn't have any money. I spent all my money. You know, I, I had drugs and stuff like that, but I didn't. I, I needed a recovery. And yeah. with no money and not so good insurance, this was a, like the best option. And it's proven to be the best option for me. As you are in this situation, and maybe somebody listening to this podcast right now, maybe somebody has yet to decide they need help and they need guiding light. If you could give them any words of encouragement or wisdom as you've gone through this process now, what would you say to that addict who might be listening to us who says, I don't have a problem. I got this under control. I would say th think about the last time you were sober and really reflect on if you were actually sober and how long you were. Um, and when you were using, were you really having a fun time? I mean, that's probably the biggest thing is, were you really enjoying yourself or were you just a slave to substance? Um, and I'd tell them about this place because I mean, I would tell them, you know, you, the one thing you have to change here is just about everything in your life. You can't just come through here thinking that I just want to get sober. That's the only thing I need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much more to it. Yeah, there's no room for fakers in here, is there? Absolutely not. That's pretty. 
wise of you to realize that. And yet that ability and that willingness to change every aspect of your life, it pays rewards for the rest of your life. That's a pretty cool thing about it. I so appreciate you telling your story, Tyler. Really appreciated hearing this. Thank you. And I wish you continued success on your sobriety. I can see it in your face. I know you want this, and that's pretty powerful. Thank you. And your story has been powerful, too. We appreciate that very much. You have heard Tyler's story, and we hope it has inspired you to have an appreciation for, as we said, these are stories of men whose lives were pretty much lost and in the darkness. And through any number of ways, through the grace of God, through just a glimmer of hope, found their way into the program here at Guiding Light and then found light and a new life. And your donations to Guiding Light make this possible for Tyler and so many other men who have come before him and will come after him. You can make a secure donation at guidinglightworks.org, guidinglightworks.org, and provide men like Tyler and so many others with that safe and supportive space to continue their journeys and to realize their God-given potential. That's a pretty amazing thing, and it happens because of your support. Most importantly, we appreciate you taking the time to hear this conversation, to hear Tyler's story And we hope you'll check out some of the other past stories of recovery on Casting Light. We hope you like our podcast. That's most important. Tell a friend, subscribe, and hopefully leave us a review. We'd appreciate that. With your help and with your word of mouth, we hope we can attract even more listeners and more donors and supporters of this powerful program of recovery and hope here at Guiding Light. Until next time, for Casting Light, And the amazing people here at Guiding Light, I'm Phil Tower. I thank you so much for listening.